Blog Talk Radio. Now we can do this the easy way or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Three's the hard way, three's the hard way, three's the hard way. You want to do it the easy way or the hard way? With over 30 years of combined wrestling experience and knowledge, nearly every bit of it Woody's, Georgia Wrestling History presents Three the Hard Way. Hey, Matt, how's it going? You know what? I survived. Um, weekend passed. There was, uh, I tripped over seven wrestling shows on the way to mine. Um, so <laughs> we made it through. <laughs> it was a I know Woody's a little under the weather tonight, and I, uh, my, my voice is kind of going as well, but I'm, I'm feeling all right, and I hope to have some good wrestling talk. See what we can do. We'll chew the fat a little bit. Uh, so, were you at were you at Big Woody's big show? Yeah, I helped out with the ring announcing there. Uh, Brittany and I tag team the the uh, ring announcing. Uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, they packed it out as you probably saw from some of the pictures. Uh, Larry Goodman has a report up about it, but uh, everything was well received by the crowd. Everybody got their Jeff Hardy uh, autograph and pictures and. Uh, some of them were even duped into getting a Vader autograph and picture. <laughs> so uh, one of the first things I heard from uh, the back channels was uh, Van Vader was a bit surly. Um, was that your experience as well with, with Van this weekend too? <laughs> yeah, somebody asked me how his health was, and I said, is hateful a health status? <laughs> He just uh he's just a really unhappy guy. I mean, he he signed autographs and took pictures with people and then uh Jeff Hardy and he did a an in-ring thing during one of the intermissions um where you got a once in a lifetime opportunity to take your picture with Jeff Hardy and Big Van Vader in the ring for $20 and uh apparently he he cussed as some handicapped kids couldn't get out of the ring fast enough. Oh, man. Well, there is a thing, too. Um, sometimes you never want to meet your heroes because 
you're scared of what they <laughs> what they might be in real life. But I'll say as much for Vader that finding out that he was a, a bit of a prickly pear, I don't know, I guess it kind of goes with, well, that's the weird thing, it kind of goes with what he was in wrestling, but all the stories I've heard about him personally is, oh, he's just a big old teddy bear, and he's just the greatest. Well, apparently, it was just a bad day. Um, I wonder, you know, I think he was at Days of the Dead, too. So, he's out there just signing autographs all day, and I would imagine that that, <laughs> that, that gets cumbersome after a while. It looks like some of that showed his face. But I would bet, to juxtapose against that, um, I bet Jeff Hardy was the complete opposite. Um, how was that line? I'm always interested in how the Jeff Hardy line was because I've seen it a couple times in person, and I'm always amazed by it. Oh, yeah. We we had to delay the start of the show because his autograph line was so long. Uh, it, it stretched the entire length of the gym and then uh, snaked its way back into one of the halls and uh, we we didn't know what time we were going to get to start, but we we got it kicked off about 7:45. Well, that's that's not as bad as I've seen it. So <laughs> looks like y'all got them through the line. What do you think the the attendance was on that? And that's not a number we talk about a lot on here, unless somebody gets a chance to spike the football. So what do you think it was? Uh, the the number everybody seems to be able to agree on is about 650. That is that's the hardy number. Um, yeah. You know, anywhere in these towns, that seems to be about the number, which <laughs> it's it is a little. I'm always a little taken aback by it that Jeff Hardy, who has not been on um, WWE television, what where are we going on? Ten, probably over ten years now. Right around ten years was some right around ten. It's years up there, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time, put it that way. Um, and if he comes in here, he will add about 400 to 500 people to your normal draw. Um, yeah. And we, we, I've been talking with a lot of my friends about, you know, who are draws, you know. Do we have draws here in the state? Um, yeah. And let's get let's get this guy. You're, you're around the scene, you know. Um, do you think, and I don't mean this to be disrespectful to our guys. That's not what I'm trying to, to start. I'm just saying, are there guys on our scene who you think add lift in attendance? I don't mean quality of the show. I mean absolute attendance lift. Do we have any of those guys? I would say to a certain extent probably Jimmy Rave. I, th- I think people really respect that, that he did – uh, Ring of Honor work and TNA work, and uh, I think people will come out of curiosity because of that, uh, and then they realize that he's still one of, if not the best wrestler in the state of Georgia. Um, I think Gunnar Miller is getting to that point with a lot of places. I know, you know, when we have him at our shows, you know, it, it might not be, it's not a hundred people that he brings extra, but. I always see a few new faces or at least faces I don't see all the time because I think, you know, Gunner's also so um, ingrained in his community that, you know, people having to drive an hour or a couple hours or so to see him do his thing, they'll do it because he's just that well-liked where he is. Um, And that's a bit of a tough one, you know, when you're running a show. And, again, this is something you know a lot about with your involvement with with Scenic City. It's hard to – sometimes justify how much money do I spend on person X 
because will they will they make it even? You know, that's we kind of have to put it in terms of well, I just want to put on the best possible show that I can, and so I, I got to do these things. Um, it's tough to be pressured into that situation, but certainly Woody had success with it um, with with Jeff Hardy. Man, that guy's still over. <laughs> still over. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me and think, thinking about thinking about Jeff Hardy, uh, I mean, do you think he is probably the best guy? outside of the WWE contracted guys that you can book that will draw and can still wrestle? Um, yeah, I was literally having that conversation with somebody the other day. Um, and I think, honestly, I think Woody's had the last two, but I think AJ was the last guy before that. Mm, yeah. And, and Woody got them both, the rascal. Um, but there is <laughs> <laughs> something about and, and I, I'm, I'm speaking specifically to our scene or places that are similar to us. I understand that if you are in, uh, if you're in the UK or maybe if you're in uh, Los Angeles with Pro Wrestling Guerrilla or uh, you know different markets, that perhaps yeah. Chris Hero, well he's signed now, but you know up right about, you know, Chris Hero or guys like that might be people who can make a, a boost in attendance because of the different crowd. But I'm talking about our people here, the old school wrestling fan. Um, I think Jeff is the last one. Not only is he the only one out there now, I don't see another. I don't see a guy that if um, if Dolph Ziggler is released tomorrow, I don't know that Dolph Ziggler gives you a 400 person bump. Not in our in area, I don't think so. Not in no. our area, I don't think so. Um, I would have been interested to see what Cody Rhodes would have done yeah. here. Um, because I, I think a part of that thing with Jeff and with AJ as well, those are guys that they're undersized to a degree. Now, I'll say this. Every time I see Jeff Hardy, I'm always surprised at how big he is. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy is not a guy that you would run up on um, just yeah. Oh, yeah. thinking that you were going to get an easy victory. You know, Jeff is, you know, he's he's a, a, a fairly large guy. He lived in the land of giants for a long time, so he didn't look that way. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Jeff is a man of, you know, got some size to him. Um, but those guys are, are, there's something about them that I think regular guys that um, maybe didn't have the easiest time in school, <laughs> you know, just there there's something um, attainable. I think that's the word that I use. Like, you look at Jeff Hardy, and you look at AJ Styles, and you just just uh, their physical makeup. And if you're a girl, you're thinking, you know what? I get the right shot. I think I could. I think I could make some waves with Jeff Hardy. And if you're a guy, you probably <laughs> tell yourself, you know what? I can go. <laughs> if I worked out a little bit, um, learned a few things, I could. I could do that. There's something about them that's attainable. That, and I don't. Again, that's. I'm not using that as a pejorative. It's honestly, <laughs> it's the thing that made Jeff Hardy the, the the big one. You know, go go listen to one of those pops. It's this high pitched scream of the girls, and then it's also the low boom of the guys. They all love him. Um, what else went on that show, man? I'm always interested on a show like that. Um, what what the booker and the promoter, what the show does to make sure to highlight 
their guys when they've got the most possible eyes on them. Tell me about Gunnar Miller and Cyrus. Oh, man, that that was the – I mean, the crowd was, was into all the other stuff, but when that match went out there, I mean, it was major league. You got those two guys with their size. You got a bunch of big man moves and big man spots, and, I mean, they they were just throwing each other around, and the crowd was really reacting and was reacting in the way that you want them to react. You know, they're – they're booing Cyrus and Logan Chase is out there causing problems as always. And uh, then they're, you know, cheering on their hero and Gunnar Miller does the, the body slam on uh, Cyrus and the crowd just goes crazy. You know, it's, it's like Hulk and Andre out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got two guys in Gunnar and Cyrus who definitely want to work. They want to, they want to go out there and, and really do it. And, they want to work with whoever they're working with. I don't, you know, from being around and everything I've managed, everything I've tried to put together, especially being out with Shane, there's nobody I, I prefer working than Cyrus and Logan. I mean, um, I don't like them, but I know <laughs> that we're going to have, it's going to be a tight battle, and the people are going to get their money's worth when those two are together. They absolutely are. Yeah. I know people get tired of hearing me talk about it, but somebody else needs to book it besides me and Woody. <laughs> That's just my point. Go <laughs> make it happen, and I'll I start think, talking about it. I think it. Tony Hunter booked it, didn't he? He did. He did. And I'm telling you, uh, that was a Jeff Hardy show, too. <laughs> and, there you go. Pe- people are listening to you. Hey. They absolutely stole the show, and they wouldn't even let me and Logan manage. So that, that's me saying that through bitterness, almost in spite of it. <laughs> So that match would have been a lot better if you had some good managers out there, but I digress. <laughs> um, what else What else caught your eye on that thing? Uh, Crazy Steve just came out and worked his butt off again. And, I mean, he, he came into the, the locker room before the show and was talking about how he, he may have something, uh, you know, wrong wrong with his leg and his back and how he was just feeling sore. And then he got out there and apparently all that soreness disappeared in the heat of the moment. Because he, oh, man, he came, he came to life like he did every other time I've ever seen him work. I mean, he, he is a worker for sure, and the crowd reacted accordingly. I mean, he, he comes out as a superstar, and he gets the reaction as such. Yeah, and a guy like that is, is just one of those – extra pieces um he's he's probably he's a guy obviously he's a guy that you can get um with relative frequency um and if a guy like that comes in and doesn't mail it in yeah and he works hard those people will as you said they'll respect him as the superstar the guy from tv but secretly they'll be like "Eh, he's kind of one of our guys too and that's the sweet (laughs) spot around here yeah. Um, Martin Stone. Martin Stone has mm. that same thing at AWE. Um, that yeah, he is this UK wrestling legend. You know, um, I, I saw the match between him and Zack Saber Jr. and at the end of it, Saber is just literally gushing about how great it was to be able to be in the ring with him because he wouldn't be in this place without Martin Stone. So he's he's meant so much to those guys, and these guys who are absolutely, you know, kind of dominating the scene. Um, on a, on a global scale right now. Um, but AWE doesn't think of Martin Stone as guy who comes in from UK. They think, oh, that's our guy. He's one of yeah, us. That's he's true. He's, and that's the sweet spot, man. That's, 
That's where if you can get to that place, that's where you become. That is sort of that draw locally here that we were talking about. That if you can become that guy, a guy who looks the part, acts the part, performs the part, but is also um, approachable enough and frequent enough that he the crowd starts to believe. Because that is the hallmark. And you correct me if you think differently. I think what separates our scene from a lot of other places is that we have fan bases um, with each of our leagues who take ownership. You, you might be a fan who goes to a lot of different shows, and you know, but PCW fans, they're PCW fans. Um, they like wrestling in general, but they're PCW fans. Southern Pride fans are Southern Pride fans, and we have a lot of overlap. But when it, if, <laughs> but on a day like Saturday, when both of us run, there's people that I know aren't going to be at our show. And there's people mm. that Charles knows won't be at his show because, hey, look great, love wrestling, love these guys, but home team's on TV. <laughs> home team's playing. <laughs> yeah. I got to be there with them. Um, do you see that a lot, you know, in, in the places you are too? Uh, yeah, I, I think they're – well, for a while we had, I guess, two or three different groups or three or four even different groups running up here around the Chattanooga area. Uh, you've got Paul Lee's group, and his group, of course, is very passionate, and most of them only go to Paul Lee's shows. And then you've got some Empire fans and TWE fans, and uh, I guess now we have or had UEW. I think they're on a break right now, but uh, they're still sort of in the picture. But, you know, the, those fans will, will say, you know, I, I like all those guys from that show or – you know, if if this show isn't running, I'm going to that other show. But like you said, when when both shows are running, then that's that's I guess where the rubber meets the road, and somebody has yeah. to make a decision. Yeah, and man, we were just slammed with them. <laughs> I mean, this was the we. I was I was I went in expecting. Whew, I don't know what this house is going to be because you you can't throw a rock without hitting the show, but. And you know we had the we had the other thing of the thing we advertised was you know Ryan Blaze and Jeter tag team season which I'm going to tell you right now and this is not bias <laughs> I'll take the challenge from anybody if you want to have a a decimal meter challenge of you you name you name the rules of the challenge and I will accept it nobody in the state is more over at his home promotion than Jeter. Mm. Ain't close. It ain't close. <laughs> I'm mm. telling you, who, whoever you're thinking about, it ain't close. Um, what what, what about so Cletus? Was, <sighs> Cletus is he's Cletus is strong. <laughs> he's strong. <laughs> but he ain't came to my mind. Um, <laughs> that and you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Cletus is and Ray Ray is another one that is super over. That's true too. Um, and that's probably let's let's follow up and get into that a little bit of like who is the most over where they are. But I knew we had Jeter and Brian, so I knew that we would we would, our fan would be uh, would be satisfied. You know they they know to come out for that. But outside of that, we had a lot of new faces. Um, we had Anthony Andrews and Rex Andrews coming in from Houston, and uh-huh. Anthony Andrews is a guy that a lot of people know. He used to be one of the beautiful ball besties. He moved off. Um, and he was working his way back through. And then Rex Andrews is a guy that they didn't know. But he is the, you know, they work for, uh, he is the current uh, Booker T's uh, 
reality of wrestling. He's the Texas champion, so they were just kind of on a little tour, and we had him come oh, through. Wow. And, yeah, and um, I'm telling you, Rex is the real deal. Um, Rex is the real deal. Um, if, a, if a guy that nobody knows comes in and everybody watches his match, and the only real critique is, hey, man, you need to put your name on your gear. <laughs> That's the only critique. Did a pretty good job. But, you know, for that, that being said, I put him against Slim J. So, mm. <laughs> um, so I did set him up for success, but they absolutely tore the place down. I mean, it was just a, a picture-perfect, great match. And then it's one of those things where you can't believe that these two don't work every night in a different town. You can't believe that they, they had that kind of chemistry where it's hard to believe that they don't do this um, with each other all the time. And then Anthony Andrews, I just couldn't stop gushing over how great he looked, um, how much better he is as a wrestler, how much better he is just understanding how to play the game, um, how to be in the locker room, how to get, you know, just all those little things that he was, and he's someone saying he was a bad guy or he was a locker room cancer, none of that stuff. But just, he was yeah. just a guy you'd see at the show. Hey, man, how's it going? And you're going about your business. He was a presence mm-hmm. at this show, just in, yeah. in, in all, all areas. And again, with him, had a great match, but I stuck him in there with Tyson Dean. <laughs> so there you go, yeah. He was set up for success, too. And those guys go way back, so I knew that was going to just be. My favorite kind of match is just two dudes pounding on each other, which it turned out to be. <laughs> um, but it was it was it was a refreshing night that we held our own. Um, you know, we didn't didn't lose a lot. We had a very good show. Did everything we needed to do. Got everything put in place for Gunnar Miller and Brian Blaze's title match next week. So I'm just glad that it's a good time to be in wrestling right now. Um, it, it really is a good time for the scene. Peach State is firing on all cylinders. They had a big show. As I mentioned, Southern yeah. Fry was right down the street. I think Paul Lee's group ran. Um, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving out two or three. Um, yeah. They're just getting after it. Um, looks like somebody's going to have a little competition for show of the year this year, finally. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah you, you we, mentioned... let's talk about Go ahead, go ahead. You mentioned Anthony Andrews uh, coming back from Texas there, and I, that got me thinking about, uh, like, Adrian Hawkins recently uh, coming back from Arizona. Um, and ju- yeah. just that whole thing about a guy when he he sort of has to leave his original home to sort of get some respect sometimes, and then a lot of times they can come back and be even better and more respected. I mean, have have you seen that? Yeah, I think it it is the case that if you – like we're because it's wrestling, we're used to people leaving. Um, people drift in and people drift out. Um, but if you go somewhere else and you prove yourself and you come back through, guys are like, oh, okay, this guy must be all right. <laughs> because I think here we just get used to everybody. We just yep. get used to each other. We see each other all the time. Um, that, that's the weird thing is like. I just was talking about how many great shows there are, and you made a list of 100 guys this year. And I think any argument would be, well, why is this guy not on? Not why is this guy on? You know what I mean? I think it was more you probably could have yeah. done 150 if you just wanted to, but oh, you yeah. want to take on that exercise. <laughs> but we just get so tired of each other. Yes, Kyle Matthews, you're great, whatever. <laughs> I've seen you a thousand times. <laughs> 
But if if I was in um, Tennessee and I didn't know Kyle Matthews and Kyle Matthews rode into my show in Tennessee, I'd say, that guy's the best wrestler on the planet. Why is he not fine? <laughs> yeah. Here we're just so used to it. it was Slim Jam mentioned the same thing with Slim. Um, somebody was in my ear like, man, why doesn't he get – why isn't he here more often? That guy should be the champion. Blah, blah. I was like, dude, <laughs> you think I'm the only person who knows Slim J's good? <laughs> He's booked up. He's busy. But yeah. yeah, I think I think that is I think it's just familiarity. That man, also think about this. Anthony Andrews left and um they replaced him with, with Zach in the besties and you know, they kinda of formed the backbone with, with Drew Adler. Um that group must be all right <laughs> because yeah. they they were highly touted in the awards this year, so um, they they must have something. I, and I know he worked the – man, I always mess up the name of that show. I think it's AWN. I'm pretty sure it's AWN. He was AWN that Friday night, so the big homecoming for Anthony Andrews and just glad to see it, man. I am glad to see when a guy comes back through. Adrian Hawkins is a great point, too. He's – in that same boat. And then that's the weird thing is when the guys do come back after leaving and continuing to work, they do slide back into the same spot usually. Like, it's like you never left. Like, oh, yeah, you're here. Well, you team with this guy. <laughs> Put you at the top. Let's roll on. No problems. <laughs> but we were, were we had hinted on some guys who were over. Who are some other guys that are just super stupid over, That especially that people may not notice? You know, again, because of that familiarity. Who's somebody that really, when you're in the on a show with this person at their home place, who's the guy that's just knocking the meter off? Uh, I would say uh, I'd say two guys come to mind: uh, Tank and Ace Rockwell up here in Chattanooga. Tank's just the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to work with him recently. He's just the best. Oh, while I'm talking about this, anybody who's listening to this right now, um, Mason Cutter of the hooligans um, mm. who is a team that trained here and works their way back through periodically. I w- I've been lucky enough to get them in a couple times. They did some stuff at while we wrestle um, always around the area. He had a very bad injury, uh, broke both his legs, I think on Friday night. Um, I know I don't see like a GoFundMe or anything for him, but they do have a pro wrestling tease shop. So either look on Facebook for Mason, uh, Mason Gable, I believe is his name on there. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees, look for the hooligans, buy a couple shirts. It'll help the guys out. Um, those are great dudes, easy to work with, super respectful. Um, when you said Tank, that reminded me they were in that six-man against him um, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago at PCW. Lit the place up. Um, so, yeah, go go help that dude out. I know there's all – every day there's a new wrestling cause, um, but I can tell you that this one is, is, is well worth it. But, yeah, Tank – Tank is a guy who's super over at PCW, and he's only been there twice. He Now, he's a guy that I know I'm going to see four or five, you know, people that are semi-regulars. But if Tank yeah. is advertised, they're going to be there. So he, he does Berg the same way, you know, people that know mm. Berg for a long time. And with both of those guys, appreciate them while we have them because it might not be long before they, they hang the boots up. So if you have oh, not yeah. seen Berg or Tank work, Make sure you do. <laughs> Make sure that you definitely yeah. Give a shot to do that. Hey, I got a question um, for I you. To, so go ahead. Go. At, at PCW, does anyone boo Tank? Well, yeah, <laughs> they do. 
Wow. Because, <laughs> um, because the first time he was there, he wrestled Jeter. <laughs> so okay. That's issue one. Um, and then this time that he was there, he was paired with Carpenter. So um, the PCW crowd is, um, while they are knowledgeable and they are respectful and they enjoy talent, you know, anybody that's talent comes in there, they will enjoy what they do. But if you rub up against one of their heroes or you're in bed with one of the villains, they ain't got no love for you. (laughs) Now, after the match is over, they might give you a little tip of the hat. (laughs) They (laughs) They might give you a little pat on the shoulder. But while it's all going on, they ain't here for that. <laughs> they are not here uh, for that. But, again, that's the strength of guys who are over versus bringing guys in. Um, I'm going to tell you that, that Chris Nelms is a guy that Southern Fried and Chris takes a beating. And, or not, not so much anymore, but he used to take a beating online, and everybody would complain about, <laughs> oh, look how he looks and this thing and the other thing. And, you know, he earned some of that. I'm not going to lie, he he earned some of that, but Chris kept working, and, you know, he's one of those guys at Southern Pride that they, that crowd is so, that crowd is a little different in that when they started, they were bad. That was a bad promotion. <laughs> they just, you know, Charles was just getting going, and he had all those problems that you have when you're just getting going. But they worked through all of that. And so by the time um, people started noticing them, they were getting a little better. Um, And people were still wanting to kind (laughs) of wanting to give them a shot in the ribs because nobody likes a new kid on the block who's doing good. Nobody wants that. None of us like that guy. I'm sure that you dealt with some of that after the first Scenic City. Nobody like new guy coming in here doing well. But what's he know? That guy don't know nothing. Um, But – Chris Nelms is one of those guys that they had to hang on to because that crowd that started with them, they still liked those guys that they used to see. Some of those guys weren't the best. Some of those guys were older and have moved on, you know, this thing and the other thing. But Nelms is one of those guys who kind of always has to be there or else it becomes, well, this might not be the Southern Fried that we're used to. Um, we like it. Yeah, we like all the new guys. We like Jimmy Ray being here. We Want to see what Todd's going to do. But at the same time, um, I expect Chris Nelms to be here too because we, 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 we might not like him, but we need him to be here. Um, but it's odd. That's very odd. All right, man. So you have the crazy idea. Well, let me ask you first this. Whose crazy idea was it to put on this intergender tournament show? Oh, it was mine. Uh, I, Woody had had been wanting to partner with me, and Daryl had been wanting to partner with me on something, and uh, so I proposed this idea. Uh, I noticed that there was a lot of wrestling couples in Georgia and in the southeast, and I just think it's it's so it's so neat that that those couples have found something to bond over, like professional wrestling, and you you see the people that that date people outside of wrestling and a, a lot of them are successful, but, but you see a lot of relationships that just fall apart where the guy's like, Oh, she hates wrestling. She hates it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. with, with this tournament, uh, there's a, a lot of real life couples, there's married couples, there's dating couples. 
Uh, and then there's uh, some unique couplings like uh, L- Logan Chase and Cyrus. <laughs> so happy. You don't know how happy I was to find out they were on that card. I, I was giddy as a schoolgirl <laughs> to find out, if nothing else, just to see what Logan wears. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I have been sent a sneak preview of what he's going to wear, and it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I knew it would be. I knew it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, who, so run it. If you got the if you got their list in front of you, run it down for me. I want to hear all this, and I want to critique how good I think these relationships are. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, first off, we got uh, Johnny Rock and Tiffany Rocks. The stalwarts. I mean, they are the originators of this. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you got uh, Chip Day and Priscilla Kelly. Man, you talk about a young lady who has just decided I'm going to get better because I'm tired of hearing yeah. about not being better. Um, and you can imagine being around Chip Day every day. Man, if she didn't like, that's one of those that if she didn't like wrestling. There'd be no hope <laughs> because he is doused in it. Now, I tell people that Priscilla won me over one of the first times I ever met her. Uh, I think she had come up to Empire with Chip, and uh, she asked Susan uh, that was running Empire with Drew, uh, she said, uh, c- can I help like pick up trash or something after the show? Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> Somebody is asking if they can like help out? Yes people love to take a shot or two at um, for whatever reason uh, probably being a pretty girl in wrestling if I had to guess <laughs> would be the reason but that is one thing no matter what I ever heard about her they could never not say that I've saw her t- uh, yeah. seen her tote boards <laughs> pick mm-hmm. up trash and the last time I saw her she did a day of the dead off the apron onto Ashton Starr sitting in the chair in the audience and almost bumped her face on a, a on a, like a, a step. And it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I don't know how she didn't do it, but it was picture perfect and she was amazing. So I'm picking them to win the thing. I don't know what's happening, but that's who I'm picking. But please continue on. <laughs> uh, so the, those two teams are, ma- are matched up against each other in the first round. Uh, next we have uh, Torque and Jessica Lee. They're actually both the champions right now at uh, Georgia Premier Wrestling. Ooh, maybe I change my pick. Ooh, maybe I change my pick. <laughs> oh my goodness, Torque most improved for sure. Jessica Lee, ah, man, I'm so glad she's doing well. I'm so glad yeah. another one that just work, 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 work. No day yeah. off. Work, work, work. Looks better than anybody in the locker room too. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, their opponents are uh, Brad Cash and Roxy. I'm going to get the piss knocked out of them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be brutal, man. <laughs> that, yep. That's going to be the change the canvas match. Could be. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get with Brad Cash. I mean, the image that comes to my mind when I think of Brad Cash is those skewers in the head. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I talked about that last year. I don't understand it. God bless him. <laughs> Exactly, yes. Uh and then uh so so those two teams are in a in a match in the first round and then uh Joey Sparks and Black Widow, uh they are going to go up against uh the team of Logan Chase and Cyrus. 
That's going to be a great match. I, and yeah. All, like, it's not as star-studded, maybe, as some of those others are, but knowing those four people, that is oh, yeah. going to be a great match. I, I, I believe that. Yeah. Um, I bet you, somehow, Joey Sparks gets T-boned. I just bet that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big guy that can fly. I mean, him him and Cyrus both are, are bigger athletic guys. I mean, Cyrus gets a lot of attention. He is a, a bigger guy. But uh, Joey, you know, he, he's got a unique offense as well. No, that's going to – that's, that's, that's going to be good. That, that might be the best match of your first pairings. Um, just because, oh, but uh, mainly, wait, there's more. Oh, there's more? <laughs> there's more. And then uh, the, the final match of the first round – is going to be the former Joe Black, uh, Joseph Agal, uh, yeah. with Kayla Lynn versus mm-hmm. Owen Knight and a mystery partner. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, you're not going to tell me who the mystery partner is? I'm not going to tell you that. It's a mystery. I need a scoop, baby. Scoop me. It's a mystery. Uh, it's going to be good, though. Oof. It's, it's going to be somebody well, I, that all those people are very familiar with. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, all right. I won't. I won't make any guesses in case I guess it. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's another one's going to be just hard hitting and getting down there. That's well, that's good, man. Y'all, y'all put together. I mean, and I mean that. I don't mean that just because I'm here to help you promote your thing. I mean that dead serious. That's a really good, yeah, well put together um, event right there. I appreciate that. Going to hit. That's going to hit. Yeah, you're going to be all right with that. So I guess that's the only show you got. Um, we'll get you out of here. I'll just talk for the – you don't have anything else going, right? <laughs> a little something called the Phoenix City Rumble coming up March 4th. Come on! <laughs> How you got that, too? <laughs> I, I've just really – I've really been blessed to be able to work with a lot of people that want to make something happen, and, and somehow I have all these connections and friendships and – just being nosy and meddling and getting involved with stuff. <laughs> you have, uh, but, you've gone on the Hankins route. <laughs> that's, that's I guess, move. yeah. <laughs> so go I, don't, on, I don't understand it sometimes. <laughs> me neither. I never do. Every week I'm surprised that somebody hadn't figured me out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, why, why am I not just buying a ticket? <laughs> yeah, why do y'all keep – why am I in the locker room? <laughs> y'all know I'm not supposed to be here, right? <laughs> But so the, the, Phoenix uh, the, the Phoenix Rumble, this winner of that gets a spot right into the SCI, right? That's right. And not only do they get a spot, but if they would like, they get to choose their first-round opponent. Oh, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> a little power. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, that's I mean, so, somebody, could choose, somebody could choose a competitive match that they want to impress – but yet they mm-hmm. they still feel like that they can beat the person, or they may try to you know maybe look for the weakest link. Yeah, which in that thing. <laughs> oh, I know. On. Keep looking, right? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Had to bring out some well, graphs uh, and charts and. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, advanced metrics. Um, if anybody could contact that guy who hacked into the Astros thing. I think that would be <laughs> that'd be a, a good place for him. Um, so now I know that there's a ton of matches. Not a ton. Not not like you're over. Not like you have a bunch of matches. But 
there are great matches on there. Are there qualified matches, or how is this going to work? Uh, there are just exhibition matches. Uh, some of the matches okay. will be sort of used to determine whether somebody will be considered for the Scenic City Invitational, and then right. some of them are just, uh, we got these two great wrestlers that want to show you what they got. But what's the one that you're looking forward to the most? Hmm. Well, uh, I've got an A and a B. A is right. probably probably Austin Theory versus Gladiator Jeremiah, Slim J. Oh, my God. <laughs> have you seen Austin Theory yet? Yeah, yeah, I have. And um, what I say that with a little disgruntledness that I wish I'd seen him before everybody else did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wish. <laughs> that's what I but, wish. Uh, and then, <laughs> then, then my B, my B is is Kyle Matthews and a guy that you absolutely love and uh, that, that you're very close to, Shane Marks. Oh God! I'm gonna tell you right now. I've have, seen have that, that match. Uh, okay. I've seen that match. So, one time at the academy. Mm. Um, and then they were in a triple threat with some nobody run by the name of Jay Lethal <laughs> at Sacred <laughs> Crown Chapter 2. And then ah. I actually got to manage in that match um, one time at Woody's. Um, it is as good a thing as you get to see. Because yeah. you take take the matches that you just you just listed out there. Um, Fury and Gladiator. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue what that's going to look like. I, I believe it to be good. I don't. I'm not casting any doubt on it, but I don't know what it's going to look like. And that's an exciting thing too. But there's also yeah. another thing. Oh man, I know what this match is kind of going to look like. So yeah. I'm already excited about it. Then I get to find out what twist and turn it's going to take. You know, it's it's Okada and Tanahashi. I know that it's going to be a great match, but I don't know how it's going to be great. And and, that, yeah. and I, I talked to Shane, and he's just juiced up for it. Because it's been a long time, and it's probably been, ah, man, it's been a couple years at least. Yeah. So <laughs> I told him, do not fall in the corner. If he gets you in the corner, <laughs> just go out of the ring. You know, you know what's going to happen. I, I was doing my duty to, to let him know you know if he gets you in that corner, he's going to kick you in the face. And you don't want that. You don't want to be kicked in the face. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But, man, that's going to be that's going to be great. It really is. Um, those are, And those are two guys that, that familiarity we talked about earlier, that we just say their names and, and, you know, yeah, it's going to be great. But I don't think we understand how truly spoiled we are in that regard. That on any night at five or six different places, that match could happen. Um, yeah. Or, you know, any other number of matches that could happen that are that are, are extremely well done. Just And, you like, you've been around forever. Um, but, you know, and I would – well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. So the example I was going to bring up was this. For a long time – here in our area, Peach State was the place that drew the big house 
But the wrestling was, um, let's call it traditional. (laughs) It's very traditional wrestling. And um, there was a time where, (laughs) some people aren't even going to believe this when I say it, but Davey Richards, former ROH champion, and Kyle O'Reilly, ROH champion, wrestled at Peach State. Mm. And... Of the, you know, 250-plus people there, seven of them gave a damn. Just not the place. <laughs> oh, heartbreaking. My heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe that it, That was just yeah. not the place where that mattered. But now, yeah. that is a promotion that Jimmy Rave and Tyson Dean wrestled in an Ironman match for the title. And yep. by all accounts... They were hanging from the rafters. They were throwing babies. They were doing all the stuff. Um, so I, I bring it up as an example to say that our area has, through good booking, good talent, good management, has educated a lot of our crowds up to a level of, look, we all love Southern wrestling. I, I do. I don't, I don't speak ill of it. I love all that stuff. And it will always have a place on my shows. But yeah. I also like New Japan, <laughs> and so mm. I want to give you give you a little bit of that. I want to I want to let you know that it's great if somebody who knows how to work uh, an armbar for seven minutes and and have the crowd into it that is great. But it's also great if somebody can do a lot of other stuff. I still don't like too much flipping. Um, too much flipping is always going to turn me <laughs> off. But how about some cartwheels? What is yeah. <laughs> Too many cartwheels. I don't like Superman poses. Um, I could do an hour on why I didn't like Ricochet and Osprey. Different day, <laughs> different story, different day. Um, what are some of the places up there, North Georgia, Tennessee, that you have seen kind of get educated over the years and, and get a lot better in that respect? Well, I think the the Chattanooga area, as far as like Empire goes, uh, you know, Empire started out with guys like. Uh, Rush and Drew Delight and um, I guess like like J- Jason Hampton, which you know Hampton can pull off some cruiserweight type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've I've called him the White Shane Marks before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, you may not agree with that, but uh, you know he, he can do I, I, some I good stuff. The, I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah. You see the poster, you might think whatever. But then you see the yeah. match, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I understand where you're, where you're coming from. But but guys that did work more of a, a traditional and slower style, and then sort of, I guess, uh, NWA Chattanooga folded, and then uh, guys like Ace and Tank and uh, the Lynches got more involved in Empire, and uh, guys like KT Hamill, uh, which today's his yeah. 30th birthday. Happy birthday, KT. Uh, but... Uh, Guys like that started to show up and show off, and uh, the crowd really ate it up. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Man, just, I, I, I know people get tired of me waxing poetic for Empire, but <laughs> just the list of people you just named off, though, man. I, which, those Lynch boys um, <laughs> doing pretty good for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, they were down in New Orleans this week, I believe. Yes, they are. That's That is kind of the reason that I don't, talk about them as much is they're they're the the white bullets <laughs> um, mm. in that yeah we know they're great duh and everybody else has found out too 
yeah. so we just don't <laughs> see them quite as much. <laughs> we just don't we don't get our mitts on them as much as we would as much as we would like to. And that's not a, that is that is such a ballsy move to try to undertake that process of taking the crowd, especially when it's working. Um, and I think Empire was the same way. I, I think what they did for a long time was working, um, but they just you, you just have to keep evolving or else yeah. you get stale. And that's, that's the doom for a wrestling outfit is to get stale. Um, that's a scary place to be. All the best ones have, have gone through that. It's not – you can't be a good enough show to, to avoid that. I would say look to the biggest wrestling company in the world right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and no joke. I think stale would be a good word to describe overall what's going on there. And in order to not be stale, you have to evolve, but evolutions can sometimes – you can lose a few. Um, I think Peach State went through that, where I don't blame the wrestling for doing it, but when you're in that, you know, it's kind of like rebuilding with a, with a sports team. When you know that, when you know that the Braves just had the fire sale and everybody yeah. but Freddie Freeman was available for trade, you know that your day of the ballpark is going to be not what it used to be. And, you might not want to go sit in traffic um, to go see yeah. the the Gwinnett Braves come to Atlanta. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's you know, and it's the same thing with with rebuilding and, and sort of reeducating your wrestling audience. But with the wrestling, you you kind of have to. If you're Empire, you kind of got lucky in that you had a, a this this youth movement bubbling up underneath, and luckily for them, their youth movement was really good. But if you're Peach State, if you're PCW to a degree, you got to go out and get. You got to go find the guys, and you got to bring them in, and you got to deal with what that means because that kind of gets back to what I was talking about Southern Fried in the beginning with. You know what? When you were just drawing twenty five in the armory, I was here, and now you're drawing two hundred, um, and you hadn't used me on a show in three weeks. I'm out of here. Yeah. Got to deal with some of that too. So it's a gut oh, yeah. move, but it has to be done. It absolutely yeah. has to be done. Uh, what do you think about the um, restructured under new management while we wrestle? It looks like they're doing great things. I'm really excited for them. I, I really can't wait to get back down there. Uh, I went to. Uh, one of the Why We Wrestle shows, it's been months and months ago, but uh, I got there and, I mean, there was like 30, maybe 40 people there, and I just thought, you know, this doesn't feel like the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and theirs is such an interesting case um, because they left, you know, Anarchy's last night, was nominated for show of the year that year in and in a, in a reasonable, you know, if it had won, I don't th- hell, it might have won. I don't know. Some other dumb show in Tennessee probably won. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but if it had won, I don't think anybody had any problem with it. So they left on a high. Yeah. And that building, 
itself seems to just have something to it. But they didn't come back um, strong, and it was it was tough, tough sledding, and damage was done, uh, and it took a concerted effort by people that cared about that place to just say, I'm going to put on my waders, I'm going <laughs> to put some Vicks under my nose, and I'm going to deal with whatever the stench is, and we've got to clean this up. And it started with Dan. Yeah. And he he went in there and he said, I'm going to book this thing, and I'm going to take it by the reins, I'm going to do it. And that's just how it is. Um, and then Bailey going, you know, being more regular there. That helped a tremendous amount. And then Slim going back, <laughs> the worst-kept secret in the world, that guy going back. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, was sort of the, if, if, the if you're not – if you're not doing if you're not doing good with with Dan and Jeff G Bailey, then you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, I think that they are definitely on the right track, um, and they will be. It will be a formidable year. I tell you what. Um, uh, what is it? Hardcore hell. We'll know mm. right then. We'll know at hardcore hell where we are and I expect oh man they got that new Friday show starting yeah. too that'll be interesting too yeah Ooh, oh, they move. Ooh, I'm glad it ain't me <laughs> <laughs> every every year around this time I'm like man we should probably run a second show and that's about <laughs> as far as it gets for right now <laughs> <laughs> uh. because it is again it's I guess the theme to the show is it just takes some guts sometimes to to do something that might be a little stupid. Not to say that running that second show is stupid. As a matter of fact, I think it's a pretty good idea um, if it works because it will set them up to be very successful. But, man, it takes some guts to go say, all right, <laughs> a brand-new thing. We're trying to turn this thing around. You know what would be good? If we did a whole other thing, too. That'd be good, yeah. right? <laughs> Let's double yeah. down. Um, <laughs> and, and if we say the second thing means that you're not good enough to be on the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, it worked before. Um, yeah. I, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm so jealous of everybody who got to experience Wildside firsthand because I didn't. Um, but I have mm. heard. You know, nothing but – I don't know if they felt that way at the time, but anybody who was on the wild side – what do they call it? The Friday – I think they just call it the Friday night show for wild side. Yeah. Um, all those guys have great stories about it, and they just loved it. So I wish them the best, man. I do. Um, typically, you kind of want to shun out competition, but as has as been talked about here and on Tipping Point as well um, – we're all at this place now where we kind of all root for each other a little bit. We th- I think we all figured out it was better if we were just kind of together because um, we went through a lot of the fighting and the fussing <laughs> over the past three years, and I think we're just tired of it. I'm tired of fighting with y'all. Um, there's some <laughs> people we're still going to fight about. Man, did I hear a lot of talk about the Paul Lee at Kentucky thing this weekend. <laughs> 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 a lot about that. <laughs> mm. But 
Yeah, we're back. Well, shoot, man, we've talked almost an hour. You better give these people the big push on them big shows you got. All right. This Saturday night, the old Buffington Elementary School gym, Canton, Georgia. It's the Together We Fight Mixed Tag Team Tournament brought to you by Georgia Premier Wrestling. Uh, got eight teams of uh, men and women or uh, a, a manager and a uh, client. Uh, but uh, it's going to be awesome. Let me awesome. interrupt one second right there. Is that going to be intergender um, where people have to tag out if the other gender gets in, or is it going to be free-for-all? Uh, it, it is mixed tag, which means that, like you said, if, if one does tag in, then the other has to come in, yeah. All right, gentlemen, Drew. Let's so that, that changes the whole that. psychology of it, yeah. It does. It changes everything. Good. All yep. right. And then uh, March fourth. That other one. That other mess. March fourth, Saturday, March fourth, Saudi Daisy High School. Uh, it's about fifteen minutes north of downtown Chattanooga, uh, but it is the Scenic City Rumble. Uh, it is a fundraiser show for Saudi Daisy High School athletics, and we're going to pack it out. Yeah, you are. I don't have any doubt about that. Now I don't have a bit of a doubt about that. February the eighteenth, you can see. The men and the women of PCW back in action. Finally, finally, Brian Blaze is going to get a true shot at Gunnar Miller for the PCW heavyweight title. Brian Blaze has won just about every accolade that you can win in PCW, but he's never held the PCW heavyweight championship. The last time he had a shot at this, guess what? Jeff G. Bailey was Jeff G. Bailey. But this time, Mm. Jeter will be in the corner of Brian Blaze. So, who knows? Super excited. Um, I'm hearing rumblings, hearing rumblings that maybe those dastardly Washington Bullets just might be in the area. So, if they're anywhere close, you can always look out. Um, we've got the IndyCard Mafia coming all the way from New York, PCW. People wow. are hearing about us all over the place, folks. They keep reaching out. Please, bring me in. Bring me in. Because y'all got something going on down there so if you can't find no wrestling to go to this month and next month that is your fault scott hensley thank you so much for being here with me thanks matt y'all make sure to pop in next week listen to larry listen to steve on the tipping point i'm matt hankins and this has been three the hard way Thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support.